The following podcast is taken from a live broadcast on Inspire FM. Assalamu alaikum and welcome to the Book Club Show on Inspire 105.1 FM. My name is Imrana and you are on the Book Club Show. Um, so today we are actually looking at slightly different book from what I normally discuss so this is um, it's not how good you are it's how good you want to be Um, the world's best-selling book by Paul Arden Um, so just to give you a quick introduction um, it's just going to read the blurb so it says it's not how good you are it's a concise guide to making the most of yourself a pocket bible for the talented and timid to make the unthinkable unthinkable thinkable and the impossible possible After decades at the top of one of the world's most competitive industries, Paul Arden offers insights into such diverse subjects as the value of being fired and why it's often better to be wrong than to be right. He gives original and logical answers to everyday questions. Much of it appears obvious when you read it, but aren't all questions easy when you know the answers? Whether you're a school leaver, self-employed or a managing director, this book is invaluable for everyone who aspires to succeed. So that's a pretty interesting um, blurb. And I think the reason I picked it was actually usually I'm, I'm kind of focusing on um, books of fiction or nonfiction. But this is really interesting because it's full of little anecdotes, little quotes. And it really is one of those things that I feel that you can kind of pick and um, kind of just peruse, I guess, in your own time and really have a time of reflection and actually really good discussion points if you wanted to talk to somebody um, about it. So um, that's It's Not How Good You Are, It's How Good You Want To Be by Paul Arden. Um, now, I have a special guest um, in the studio with me today, um, who is Jihad Mursi. Um, so Jihad is a counsellor and she um, is also working on a project at the moment called Stand Out, uh, which is a series of uh, videos covering topics um, to do with self um, and personal development. So um, I'm just going to welcome my guest. Assalamualaikum, Jihad. How are you? I'm good, alhamdulillah. Yourself? Good, good. Very well, thank you. So thank you, obviously, for being um, on the show. So do you want to talk a little bit so our listeners get a bit more of an idea of what you do in terms of um, your work and then we can kind of link it back to um, the book that we're discussing today? Yeah, sure. Firstly, thank you very much for having me here today. It's a pleasure being here. Um, so the project that I'm working on at the moment, as you mentioned, is called Stand Out. And uh, because because there are a lot of companies with the name Standout, I named my standout.g.m, which is the initials mm. of my name. Um, and that's, um, as you mentioned, it's a series of videos related to various topics that we may be experiencing in our lives um, to help us improve ourselves professionally and personally. Mm. So some of the topics that I cover are things like, you know, dealing with failure, mm. um, dealing with workload. Mm. Um, and how to turn, for example, dealing with failure, how to turn failure into success. Mm. So um, they are, um, I started on Instagram. Mm. Um, so I'm providing short videos because I don't want it to be too much for the, you know, for the listener or for sure. the person who's watching. Um, so because I cannot cover so much in, in a minute, so I divided it into various parts. Mm. So um, the listener can watch it and um, apply some strategies that I'm suggesting and it leads to the next videos and then by the end of the mm. of the section that I'm doing I introduce the following topic so there is a flow and the, the listener can benefit as much as possible. Fantastic now it sounds already really good because even myself I guess working as a freelancer at the moment um, in the work that I do this idea of being able to manage workload and, and all these things and um, I guess it's sometimes it's good to be able to hear it from like a different source where where if you're struggling or you're kind of like trying to balance home life, work life. So do you find that actually it's something which is kind of more prevalent nowadays in terms of people struggling with these things and that's why maybe it's there's a need for there absolutely absolutely um there's a lot going on you know in our lives Mm. where we're very busy with our work and then we've got the home life and that's something that i struggled with myself Mm. so i kind of use my own experiences to help others and how i managed with it and that Mm. is actually a reminder of myself for myself as well so when i'm preparing for those videos it's kind of a reminder for myself that okay i should be doing that too so uh, for example you know with uh, with dealing with workload we tend to make the mistake of taking a lot of work home and working from home and then we feel like we don't get enough rest and therefore become less productive Mm. so I focus on making sure that we get enough rest we get enough sleep and that helps us to be more productive at work so it's not about how much you do it's you Mm. know actually reducing and having enough rest is what helps us to be more productive 
No, absolutely. And I think that that is a really, really good reminder. So um, in terms of the book today, so we are discussing it. It's not how good you are. It's how good you want to be uh, by Paul Arden. Um, So the way we're going to do the discussion today is um, literally lift out some quotes um, from the book. So like I said, it's full of anecdotes, little um, little kind of snapshots of what, you know, Paul Arden in terms of um, advice, but also kind of thinking and reflection points. Um, So the first one we're going to talk about um, at the the first um, quote is your vision of where or who you want to be is the greatest asset you have so your vision of where or who you want to be is the greatest greatest asset you have so jihad what do you want to um what does that kind of say to you then yeah this i feel is a very when i read it i was like that is very true because mm. a lot of us what we do we tend to just go with the flow hoping for the best mm. but if we have a vision we know exactly where we're going and we know exactly what steps to take to get that far and i will support this with another quote by helen keller who's mm. an american educator and who was blind mm-hmm. so her quote is um the only thing worse than being blind is having sight but no vision wow. so yeah. she had a clear vision of what she wants to be although she lost her hearing she lost mm. her sight but she became a very popular educator who was an mm. advocate for those who um, who do not have um, who are blind mm. um, so you know there are so many people out there who do not th- they are not advantage of you know for what we have yeah. but they have done so much because of that clear vision that they have mm. so as I mentioned you know it's not about just going with the flow hoping for the best once you have a vision you know exactly how to get to it it's not just about having a vision and mm. you know knowing what your vision is how you can get that far and the strategies that I would say in order to get that far mm. are explore your passion and talent some of us we don't know mm. what vision to have yeah. but if we explore our passion and our talents if we know what we want and what we're good at then it helps Mm. us to get that far but also spending time with people who you admire or people who are similar to your passion you know and your talents Mm. will help you to understand about what kind of vision you can have in your in your life Mm. and the third strategy is to envision what you want your life to look like so once Mm. you spend that time with those people similar to yourself you get an idea about you know what kind of things you're strong at and what kind of things you like then you start drawing your own vision and I would say it's not just enough to do mm. that. Write it down because once you write it down, <laughs> it becomes real. Mm. And then break it down into achievable tasks because, you know, your vision, it could be something huge and it could seem like, you know, it's not very easy to get to. But yeah. once you break it down into mm. achievable, achievable tasks, then it becomes something that you can do and something you can achieve easily. Fantastic. Oh, I, I love those already. I'm just kind of ticking them off my brain. But I mean, what you said at the end about actually writing it down, I mean, that's so, so interesting because I think that's, I mean, I know it happens to me a lot. I have, if I have ideas or there's something, mm-hmm. I, they're always stuck in my head. Right. Um, I, and I actually have to be reminded, look, just write write it all down and you're right it's almost like you're literally bringing it into existence by actually just noting it down I think it's fantastic and and this idea actually of even surrounding yourself with people that that, you know that's so important right because I almost think like for me teaching was um you know I love teaching I love working with young people and I think in that kind of profession it was important to have like a mentor have somebody who's more experienced maybe for for advice and now the work I'm doing now as a creative producer again Mm -hmm. it's about for me when I can and if I have the luxury and the privilege to be able to work with people who I know have that Mm -hmm. you know and and we use this term shared vision a lot I think sometimes it just gets not that it ever gets overused Mm -hmm. but I guess it's because it is so important so even with the people that you work with so do you think right it is important to have that shared vision, you know, on anything that you're working with. Absolutely. And as you mentioned, you yeah. know, when you were, you know, when you were teaching, mm. surrounding yourself with the right people, mm. because they already got that far. Yeah. So if you want to get that far as well, mm. have a mentor or have somebody already achieved the, those aims, mm. because it can be very difficult to do it on your own. But yeah. when you're having somebody supporting you, mm. supporting in the same field as well, who are there already, so they will ho- help you to get that far. So, yes, I completely mm. agree on that. And do you feel that, I mean, I know we're here and we're saying that, okay, you know, it's important to have vision and and almost like a foresight. Mm -hmm. But what do you think, do you think there can be barriers to that? I mean, what if there's someone who's listening at the moment thinking, okay, you know what, I I really do know what I want, Mm -hmm. but maybe something's happened in the past or they're kind of feeling a bit stuck. So 
What kind of advice would you give to somebody like that? Right, yes. So as I mentioned, once you break into a small achievable task, it mm. becomes something that you can do. And also these become your goals. So the small steps that you have become your goals. In order to achieve your goals, you need three things, mm. which is commitment, patience, and actually visualizing where you want to be. Mm. So, you know, it, it is not easy. It is not easy to get to where you want to be. There will be obstacles on my way. I'll give example of my own experience. Mm. So when I was studying, yeah, I wanted a specific grade and I wanted to work really hard for that mm. grade. But sometimes I go through stages where I feel it would be impossible. You know, mm. I'd go through nights where I'm crying, I'm trying yeah, to get sure. that far, but it's not easy. Yeah. So it's not going to be easy. You may have obstacles in the way, but it requires mm. commitment yeah, and okay. patience. It does need a lot of patience to get this mm. that far. And most important, impor- importantly, I would say, is visualizing yourself where you want to be. Mm. Literally imagining that you already got that far. So mm. for me, for example, my education, I was imagining myself that, you know, standing my graduation, <laughs> having completed my education. Sure, sure. So um, that makes it real. So the dream, you know, it's a dream out there. Mm. But once you visualize yourself, it becomes real and it becomes possible. Mm. So you may feel it's impossible. So with the moment, especially the moments where I was feeling down, this mm. is what I would visualize myself. Okay, I'm that far already. I am there already. Mm. And literally just seeing people, you know, the, imagining that you're already in that situation, seeing yeah. the people, feeling it, that makes it real. And that, that gives you a push to carry on. Yeah, that's really interesting, actually. I th- mm. I'm not sure I've probably tried that enough, but... Mm-hmm. I probably will try that actually. I think I like the I like the idea of it. Yes, but this idea it does of, help. Yeah, just visualizing where mm-hmm. you want to be, um, which probably um, brings us uh, nicely to our next um, quote. So mm-hmm. we are discussing today. It's not how good you are; it's how good you want to be by Paul Arden. Um, and the next quote um, from the book is: "Without having a goal, it's difficult to score." Yep. So I mean that does link nicely, I guess, to the idea of vision. But how, is is there a way? How would you differentiate kind of that to the the previous quote then? Yeah. So vision, as I mentioned, is something that is your future um, mm. aim or where you want to be. For example, you know, it could yeah. be the vision. It could be something like. Um, to teach others how to become successful. So that's mm. your vision. Sure. But what are your aims to get that far? So when you break it into achievable tasks, these become your aims. Right. So that's the difference okay. between vision and aims. So for example, you know, in order to help others to become successful, how are you going to get that far? Mm. What are the steps? Do you need specific quali- qualification? Sure. And how long is it for? Do you need some work experience, maybe mm. some voluntary work, some further education? So these become your aims. Mm. So your aims lead to your vision. Okay. No, yeah, that's really interesting. And then how does one then come about in the sense of even trying to explain to yourself as an individual what your goal is? So you can have a vision and like you're saying, break it down into kind of achievable tasks. But I mean, if my, I don't know, if someone has a vision that they want to be, okay, let's really hypothetically, someone Mm -hmm. wants to be the the next prime minister. So what, what, how would you go about breaking something as big as that mm-hmm. as a vision into something kind of mm-hmm. in chunk size which mm-hmm. is more like a goal like right. achievable goal right so as I mentioned the the steps that I just mentioned yeah. so um, exploring your passion and talents is your passion and talents mm. going to lead you that far is this okay. something you know one of your strengths and mm. some, something that you like doing um, and then spend time with people who are that far Mm. maybe if not that far maybe people who you mm. know who can get that far mm. so that you can follow their steps you can use them as their as your mentor to sure. get that far Mm-mm. and then also envision if this is something that you think is right for you yeah. so envision it write it down mm. and then based on your experience of surrounding yourself with the right people mm. and how they got that far or how it's going to lead them that far mm. then you can break your ta- your, your um, vision into achievable tasks okay so yeah so i guess i guess what i'm hearing there is it's really important to definitely be in the right space maybe right, even absolutely. at the right time with the right <clears throat> without with the right people so absolutely. i think that's and how do you think do you think um, for us growing up um, in terms of the school system, do you think we're taught enough of this? Mm-hmm. Like these kind of um, real life skills, you know, because having gone through the education system, obviously both of us, mm-hmm. I mean, do you think there's enough of that? There could be more? I'm sure there could be more. Mm. So um, the school system or the education s- system is designed in a way, it's more like theory. So mm. like, you know, what we study in, u- in universities, yeah, it's more yeah. like theory, but once you get an actual job, you apply very little of that. Mm. It's the experiences that lead you that far. Mm. So uh, with the school system, education system in general, um, you definitely need more of that. You need the experience. As mm. you mentioned, you need to surround yourself with the with the people mm. who will, who have that experience. And you yourself provide yourself, find ways to get that experience. 
Yeah, exactly. Because I think that's, you know, you know I remember just um, graduating from university mm-hmm. and just thinking that struggle of wanting to get a job. So even though you know what you want to do because you've just done right. this degree and you've put all this effort in, but then even trying to get that job can be really difficult. And obviously as both of us, as, mm-hmm. you know, even as visibly Muslim women, we know that itself um you know can present a barrier so you know there was a whole article written about there being a triple glass ceiling for women who were mm-hmm. south asian who were visibly right. muslim and obviously the fact that you know that they women it's like um it was like a, something referring to like a, a penalty a three a three strike penalty or i can't quite right. remember the exact mm-hmm. phrase used so now again so how when we are as women or Muslim women, I guess, you know, faced with, and actually Muslim men as well, mm-hmm. because obviously we're uh, Muslim men themselves are also stereotyped in a certain way mm-hmm. in the current kind of social political climate. Mm-hmm. Now, what can we do when we know we've got those challenges and barriers mm-hmm. to kind of be true to ourselves, mm-hmm. but then still be successful in what we want to do? What do you think? Mm-hmm. I believe that Islam, you know, having the religion does play a big part as mm-hmm. well. Having that trust in God mm-hmm. and, you know, knowing that whatever is meant to be will be. And mm-hmm. that it doesn't mean that, you know, you just give it up and you know just think okay whatever is meant to be you keep trying and as mm. I mentioned you know in order to achieve your aims you need, you need commitment and patience if it doesn't mm. work from the first time keep trying mm. um, failure re- leads to success yeah. and you keep trying again and again and again until mm. you get that far it's, it's all about how important this thing is to you as well mm. if it's really important you're not going to give it up very easily there yeah, are sure. challenges yeah. in you know for you to achieve your aims in general there will be challenges Challenges. Mm. there will be obstacles and as you mentioned for us you know mm. Muslim Specifically, it might be harder in terms of you know achieving mm. those aims in in in, in here. Yeah. Um, so it's you know the commitment, the patience, mm. and visualizing yourself to making sure that you're going to get that far. Mm. And at the same time, putting that trust in God. Mm. If you keep trying and trying and trying, it works out. It's meant to be. If it doesn't work out, then maybe maybe there is something better for you. Sure. You know, related to myself as well, where mm. I was working in one place, and um, it was very very challenging. But mm. I committed to it because mm. I had a um, specific contract to complete but I felt there were a lot of signs for me to find something better mm. something different so um, sometimes you know we have to pay attention to that as well if it doesn't work you know mm. assess it is it meant to be for you yeah. is it something that you really want is it something for you or could you find something better mm. no that's really good I think interesting reflection to have because it can also be sometimes where we might have for so long just wanted one thing right. but actually it's almost like you said to, to look at the signs because right. is it actually yeah Allah saying to you that maybe it's not for you and you know this obviously comes reminds me of the um hadith where you know that there may be something that you love which is right. paraphrasing that yes. might be bad for you this right, you know and it, you know, it's, it's that i think yeah it's such an important um absolutely. i guess reminds and it also i think the reason i asked that question of mm. you know for us as kind of as, as muslims as well because of my um the recent project um i did which is called echoes of mm-hmm. the diaspora i mean there's one um performance which was actually a, it was um made into a kind of a video where one of the uh, muslim women kind of uh, writers had written um basically a monologue about her struggle of finding mm-hmm. a job and her actually have experienced kind of discrimination because of the, you know her um and it, it, the poem was called um my attire um because it was literally she felt it was because of the way she was dressed mm-hmm. you know as kind of in a jilbab in hijab mm-hmm. and but i think that's i think you're right that, that sometimes you might be in a situation where the systems designed to perhaps not let you perhaps succeed but then mm. that's when i guess our faith is really really important right. isn't it? Absolutely. So, yeah, so i i think you you probably um right there in the sense that you just need to be patient you need to just keep trying and inshallah mm-hmm. that allah will you know um mm-hmm. help you find a way i guess mm-hmm. and it's, it's just mm-hmm. important to persevere mm-hmm. but at the same time explore yeah. your opportunity so just well, you know hold into just one thing and think exactly. okay i really want this to work yeah, out true. for me explore your opportunities mm. maybe what you want to get to is found elsewhere mm. so don't just stick to one thing explore mm. around if there is something better for you then you know there are other directions and you know yeah. the, when one door is closed there's so many yeah. other doors that will be open sure. so explore find out what is right for you mm. and once you find out what it is keep trying and as I mentioned, you know, failure will lead to success. And mm. the example that he gave earlier as well about, you know, somebody who's trying to get a job and she mm. felt that because of the way she mm. dresses. Mm. Sometimes these as well, it could be things, you know, that um, it, it's based on our perceptions of it because mm. we see a lot of it. We think, okay, this is the case with us. Mm-hmm. So it's a matter of, you know, if you think this is right for you, keep trying. Maybe yes. it's not that. Maybe it's something else. For Don't sure. just judge from the first experience. Mm. Keep trying. Sure, and, you know, sure. it will. the more you try, the more mm. you will get a, you know, you will get a feel whether this is the situation 
time or mm. it's not or if it's better to you to explore somewhere else sure. or stick to it yeah yeah okay no I think that's it's probably good um, advice for I guess somebody to follow when maybe you are struggling but yeah I mean it's just one of those things that I think currently there we, we know obviously that there is challenges in terms of just Absolutely. generally employment anyway but Absolutely. obviously if you're from a ethnic minority it's even um, more so but um, right. I mean which again so this might take us um, nicely to our uh, next quote so we're discussing it's not how good you are it's how good you want to be by Paul Arden um, so the next um, so this isn't much more isn't really a quote I guess it's more of a a, a kind of a simple um, anecdote so the title of it is you can achieve the unachievable firstly you need to aim beyond what you are capable of you must develop a complete disregard for where your abilities end try to do the things that you're incapable of if you think you're unable to work for the best company in its sphere make that your aim if you think that you're incapable of running a company make that your aim if you think that you're unable to be on the cover of time magazine make it your business to be there Make your vision of where you want to be a reality. Nothing is impossible. I love that. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. So, yeah. And I feel it's a lot of, um, it's, it's about our mindset. Mm. It's not necessarily the situation that sure. it's, you know, it seems it's impossible because you're in such a situation or something is not going right for you. It's about the mindset. Mm. What are you thinking about? How are you approaching it? If you think th- something is impossible, mm. it will be impossible for you sure. because you made it impossible. Mm. So it's all about how we think of it. And, you know, as the um, author stated, if you think that, you know, you cannot get, you know, or you cannot work for a specific company, make it mm. your aim. Mm. So, and it's not just about, you know, saying, okay, I will work for that company because, you know, I don't think I will do it, but I will mm. have it as my aim. What are you doing to get mm. that far? Mm. Again, it goes back to the aims. Yeah. It, what are you doing or how are you going to break it down into steps to get that far? Mm. Yeah, I mean, it, it almost reminds me of something that my girls are at a school have been taught, and I think maybe there's probably other schools doing it as well, but this idea of growth mindset, mm-hmm. um, which, you know, I think is really interesting. I think it's had a positive um, positive kind of effect on um, the children there because this idea of being resilient and mm-hmm. this idea of, you know, like you said, kind of just not giving up and, right. you know, being persistent and all these things, I think is so important because in an age where I think sometimes we're, constantly just being reminded of how imperfect we are right. and you know being um, a failure or this that the other we're right. always getting bombarded with messages whether it's the media tv right. you know um it's so important i think to be able to be resilient i guess to yes. things like that and i guess that is how you possibly would relate it to the idea that you need to start believing in yourself. Do you think that's kind of what the essence of it is? Absolutely, yes. Yeah. Um, I mean, sometimes, as you mentioned, it could be the criticism around us mm. that we feel that, you know, things are impossible. Mm. And it's not about the situation. It's about what is going on in our minds. Mm. And it's, you know, it's about assessing the situation and mm. looking Excuse me. Mm. Looking back and, you know, trying to see what is the evidence behind that? Why is it impossible? Mm. Why can I not get that far? Yeah. Do you have an evidence for that? Or is it just a criticism or lack of belief in yourself? Mm. So once you break it down into evidences, mm. do you have an evidence for that? If not, then there is, you know, it is achievable. It's mm. something that is possible. Yeah. And if you have evidence, for example, you know, um, I'll just give an example, being a pilot, mm. you have to be a specific height and so on. And if yeah. you're not, then that's, of course, that's the yeah. situation and it is impossible. That, mm. so that you have an evidence there yeah. but if you don't have an evidence you need to work on your mindset mm. to change that to make it possible yeah and it's good to make that distinction actually mm-hmm. and I like the yeah the fact that you use the um, example of a pilot because mm-hmm. I mean it's not something I ever wanted to be but it was one of the things I mm-hmm. remember hearing you've got to be a certain height I was like oh right. well that counts <laughs> me out but I mean how simple actually yes. would life be mm-hmm. in some ways I'm not saying everything should have yes. strict high criteria but yeah. Yeah, you know, so but that's then, quite funny. Yeah, again, it's the belief in God. You know, yeah. God has created you like that, right? <laughs> so right. <laughs> it may not be exactly. right for you. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's true. I think yeah. there, there's just some things you can't deny. Yes. So right, <laughs> um, but no, no, I like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I think it's really. I mean, this bit he's put, um, he's packed so much into this, uh, this little. Um, God, I can't even call it a chapter, mm-hmm. whatever it is, but you can achieve the, the unachievable. Right. But, you know, even something where, you know, he's mentioning, if you think you're unable to be on the cover of Time mag- magazine, mm-hmm. make it your business to be there. And I think, I mean, it's interesting because one of those, this idea of being able to kind of break that kind mm-hmm. of those barriers and get yourself into spaces. I mean, do you feel that, again, there's more pressure for us to be able to do that, to, to kind of, I don't know, like want to be out there mm-hmm. and... I mean, I don't know how much time would you put into that, mm-hmm. into, you know, visualizing something, you mm-hmm. know, something. I don't know. 
Mm-hmm. If that makes sense. Well, yeah. you don't have to be in a position that you don't want to be. But if you yes, feel something sure. is right for you, if you feel that, okay, this is what I want, mm. but I feel it's impossible, yeah. then you need to make it your aim. Mm. So don't put yourself in a position where you do not want to be. Yeah, of course. Make it, yeah, yeah. Make it your aim that you want to get to where you want to be. So mm. visualizing yourself where you want to be rather than where you feel that you should be because someone else is that far or something like that. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's about, you know, your passion, your talents. Where is it going to take you? And if that's what some, if that's that's something that's going to lead you that far mm. then make it your aim yeah. and break it down how to get that far you know sometimes we get very comfortable in our comfort zone mm. that we don't want to be out of it but that's what the authors relate to that yeah. you need to take yourself out of that comfort zone mm. in order to make sure that you you change your mindset to make to start to believe that things are possible yeah so if you make that your aim to get that far because you believe that it is not you're mm. slowly changing you're conditioning your mind yeah. that you know you can it is possible yeah no no that's excellent and i think um no it's a good one to we're going to carry on talking about um some more quotes from the book so we're discussing it's not how good you are it's how good you want to be um so my special guest is jihad morsi and we are kind of discussing lots of things uh, to do with aims goals self-development professional development um so hopefully you'll be able to take um, a lot from today's um show um and i think we'll be back and we'll discuss a couple more quotes um but in the meantime i think you need to grab yourselves um a cup of tea um obviously don't switch that dial and we will see you back in a few moments assalamu alaikum you're listening to an inspire fm podcast making available our popular programs from our daily broadcast on inspire fm Assalamu alaikum and welcome back to the book club show on Inspire 105.1 FM. My name is Imran Mahmoud. Today is the 20th of July and we are just um, about 10.30 in terms of our timing. Um, so uh, just before the break, we were talking about the book. It's not how good you are. It's how good you want to be by Paul Arden. Um, so the book is very much kind of full of um, quotes and anecdotes um, just to kind of help, I guess, answer it everyday um, questions when it comes to you know whether um, it's some creative work that you're doing or something you know in terms of your professional development so it really is um, a book um, which is really accessible and I think um, you know uh, kind of almost um, or should be interesting for anybody who chooses to read it um, so my guest in the studio today is Jihad Morsi who is a counsellor and is working on a project called Stand Out um, which is a series of videos um, linked to do with uh, self-development um, so just before the break we were talking a little bit about um, the importance of um, having a vision the importance of having goals and almost visualising the reality of something that you know you want um, to be in terms of you know your achievements and I think it's really really important that we're able to actually believe in ourselves in that way and for, it, for things to be really, really positive. And, I, and again, I think what was really important was the also the idea of then how, you know, relying on our faith as well at the same time and all these things, um, how I guess it plays out in terms of the things that we want to do in life. And it's um, really, really important in that way. Um, now, the next um, quote that we are going to be looking at um, is... The title is Do Not Seek Praise, Seek Criticism. Um, so I'm going to read it all out, then I'll um, ask Jihad to um, comment um, a little bit um, on that. So this bit says, It is quite easy to get approval if we ask enough people, or if we ask those who are likely to tell us what we want to hear. The likelihood is that they will say nice things rather than be too critical. Also, we tend to edit out the bad so that we hear only what we want to hear. So if you have produced a pleasantly acceptable piece of work, you will have proved to yourself that it's good simply because others have said so. It's probably okay, but then it's probably not great either. If instead of seeking approval, you ask what's wrong with it, how can I make it better, you are more likely to get a truthful, critical answer. You may even get an improvement on your idea, and you are still in a position to reject the criticism if you think it is wrong. So I think it's that's kind of... um, really packed with actually really really interesting and insightful I think you know kind of things to think about um so you had what is your first kind of take on 
yep. on this. Yeah. Yep. So um, the author here is not saying that praise is not good. Mm. Praise is good. Help us, you know, to motivate us to keep us going. But at the same time, criticism helps us to improve ourselves. Mm. And there are two types of criticism. So we're not saying all criticism is good. No. Now there is constructive criticism and there is destructive criticism. Mm. The constructive one allows us, or it gives us feedback on how to improve ourselves. Mm. Um, so somebody would criticize us. They would tell us how we can improve. So for example, if mm. your piece of work is good, but you know you can improve it by doing so and so. So this yeah. is becoming constructive criticism. But destructive one is more hurtful and mm. it can be intended to put somebody down. Mm. But um, it's the way I see it is not about the criticism, it's about how we perceive it mm. and what are we doing about it. If we perceive it in a way that it is to attack us or to hurt us, mm. then we are letting it get to us. Mm. But if you perceive it in a way that, okay, um, it is not criticism, it's not a good one, but... Mm. What are we doing about it? Mm. Do we use this criticism to improve ourselves? Maybe there is, you know, a bit of um, element mm. of truth to it. Sure. So we can use that to help us improve ourselves. And if we feel that it is not, mm. you know, it's just intended to hurt us, then we have the ability to ignore that mm. and not let it get to us. Yeah. And it's, I think it's so important because I think um, there's almost an art to even... Because um, I know, I mean, he, he Paul Arden in this bit is talking about criticism. I almost wonder whether you know, this idea of critique as well, mm -hmm. because I know, for example, in the creative arts sector, mm -hmm. critique is a big thing. I don't think we do it as enough as, you know, we should. Mm -hmm. um, but what do you think, why do you think some people are so quick to criticise? And, and when I, by criticise, I mean in, in a destructive way where it can mm -hmm. be hurtful. What What is it in us, you know, and I'm sure we've all been guilty of it, mm -hmm. that we're so good at kind of, you know, going to that end of it first about criticising, mm -hmm. whereas opposed to, taking time out and actually thinking, okay, how can I, you know, help this per person improve, you know, in a more constructive right, way? Right. How do we distinguish between yeah. the two? I think, yes, I think that we tend to be quite judgmental. And once mm. we become judgmental, then we start criticising. Mm. So, um, you know, the first thing that I would say in terms of criticising um, or the strategies that can help us mm. is to understand that some people are just critical. So because we are, you know, we are in society where there's a lot of criticism around us mm. that people or there's a lot of negativity as well, mm. that people start to become like that. Mm. So sometimes people, because of the experiences that they've gone through, mm. it shapes their 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 um, it shapes who they are. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, sometimes we may have family members or friends who are naturally like that. Mm. And, you know, it's, it's very important for us to realize whether this um, criticism is intended to hurt us or not. Mm. You know, if it's family member, for example, you know, you know, we have mothers who wish the best for us, but mm. sometimes they can be critical because they want us, you know, to be the best. Mm. So um, it's understanding, you know, do they intend to hurt us or do they want the best for us? Mm. And if that's the case, you know, it's, it's important for us to take it, you know, lightly so mm. we don't take it to heart. Mm. Because if we do, it's our response is not going to be very positive mm. and it's going to affect our relationship. Mm. So mm. differentiating between that is very important. Mm. And, you know, once you realize, okay, it could be, as I mentioned earlier, it could be a criticism that is intended to hurt me. It doesn't mean you allow it to happen. Mm. You can respond to it posit in, in a polite way, mm. but firmly as well to stop mm. the criticism. But at the same time, see the positives out of the criticism. Mm. If there is something that you can improve, on then great if not then it's okay yeah just just you know let it go and i think the effect of social media as well is very important here mm. that we try to aim to be perfect so we we look for that mm. but you know like social media and things like that you know people tend to um say things that may be hurtful mm. and that affects us so yeah. it's very important to realize here the difference between constructive destructive criticism mm. and what you do about it yeah no, and I think it's really, um, it's, I'm glad you've touched upon this idea of social media because, um, I mean, I've only, I guess, signed up to, you know, uh, social media platforms like Facebook or Twitter and, mm -hmm. you know, various ones, um, probably more recently than, than many others. And it really is, cyberspace is a completely different right. kind of ball game. Right. And actually the the kind of, um, it's not even confidence, what is it, that people feel that they can say whatever they want without right. any kind of repercussions. Absolutely. And actually, you're right, it, it's, there are times when it becomes a very negative space, mm -hmm. you know, and I guess it's so important to be able to, to navigate that and to, you know, the, coming back to this word of, like, being resilient because... Mm -hmm. It is one of those things that so social media, I kind of feel with the work that I do, I need to be on there. I need mm -hmm. to be there promoting the work I do right. or the projects I'm doing and things like that. And But 
with that territory mm-hmm. then obviously comes the other aspect of it where mm-hmm. you're inundated with negativity mm-hmm. whether it's you know really kind of catastrophic you know news around the world right. or whether it's literally something more close to home where somebody said something really personal about you right um so yeah i think you know this idea of yeah criticism is it's so much more i guess bigger than you know right. and maybe we do need to talk about it a bit more right um so then in terms of things like yourself so your um program that you're working mm-hmm. on at the moment called standout right so you said obviously it's a, it's a series of videos where you're mm-hmm. kind of talking um and advising i guess on on mm-hmm. for people for what they might need mm-hmm. how is how would you how do you would you deal with that i mean what made you choose that actually videos are the best kind of platform you know mm-hmm. whether it's on youtube or whatever the platform mm-hmm. it might be mm-hmm. yes um I just want to touch upon the what you mentioned earlier mm. about you know the um, criticism and social media. Mm. So uh, you know, as you mentioned, you know the um, the news and all these mm. things is full of these negative things mm. that shapes who we are. So yeah. people tend to be more comfortable being you know quite. Um, mm because we try to be perfect so face to face we may not show it but in social mm. media we feel comfortable to do that mm. and it's up to us to um, to decide how much we take out of that so mm. we need to use that wisely mm. and that's a message specifically for the youngsters because they're at the stage where they're building their confidence mm. their self-esteem and that can really hit them so we need to make sure and the parents need to make sure that they actually there to support their children to make mm. sure that they don't take much of that criticism much mm. of that negativity and brocade be you know, by creating that positive mm. atmosphere at home and by giving that that understanding as mm. well mm. so that we're protecting them. And, you know, we're not protecting them by, you know, locking them away from that, but mm. no, exposing it to them and making sure that they understand what is right and what's wrong and how much they can take out of that. Because a lot of youngsters, mm. they take that, you know, um, <clears throat> they take that to heart. Mm. And it can lead, we hear a lot of stories of people committing suicide mm. because of something that they heard or something that somebody said to them. Mm. So they're at the stage where they um, they are... They're building the self-esteem and confidence. Mm. So they need to make sure, the parents need to make sure that they are very supportive at that specific age specifically. And that's why I decided to go on social media mm. through my program, Stand Out. And the reason why I chose videos, because we're at the moment where we have very busy lives, we don't want to be reading so much. You know, mm. some people, they, they are at that stage. So some people are auditory learners as well. Mm. Some people are visual. So providing that to them, and for me as well, I love mm. watching videos rather yeah, than, sure. you know, because <laughs> yeah. I'm an auditory learner. Yeah. So, and, you know, I also provide some, you know, I write the tips down as well. So right. to accommodate for all the learning styles, visual, mm. you know, um, um, auditory and kinesthetic yeah. learners. Um, and I specifically chose short videos on Instagram mm. because sometimes we get bored of listening to long videos. Mm. So I'll make it as short as possible, just yeah, a minute video. Sure. At the same time, mm. it's beneficial. Yeah. So it's, you know, kind of like um, giving that balance between, you know, personal and professional because I'm using my own personal experiences mm. as well mm-hmm. to kind of give um, the, give the, um, the listener the fact that I I am experiencing it myself and I'm talking about my experience. Mm -hmm. And if I can, you know, provide strategies to help myself, I'm also providing it for others that can help them. Yeah, no, definitely. And I think that's probably an example of how you can use or different platforms in a Mm -hmm. positive way. Absolutely. Because obviously there's pros and cons to everything, isn't there? Mm -hmm. And um, yeah, I mean, just reminds me, even if it's just today, again, it was um, just seeing somebody, I mean, I don't watch this. I know there's a program called Love Island, which I've never seen. Mm -hmm. Um, But, you know, one of the... um, ladies who contestants who'd been on there she was talking about having cosmetic surgery done Mm -hmm. um but actually you know recognizing the fact that actually no matter how much money she's spending on improving her kind of outer shell as she called it Mm -hmm. she wasn't actually um dealing with the issues that she had and and, Mm -hmm. and, you know and actually it was i think it was actually quite admirable for her to be on that platform and actually telling younger women specifically that really this is not the way to do it and um and that I guess is kind of a double-edged sword where it's it's because of social media she's in she was mm-hmm. in that position that she was because she right. had certain you know ideals that she felt she had to right. live up to. Right. But then that very platform she's now using to say well actually it wasn't yes necessarily the best way to do it. So I think it's such you're right it's such interesting times and quite challenging times I Absolutely. guess for, for young people and you're right that's where I think the family support network Absolutely. you know is so important and and coming to, back to the book so it's not how good you are it's how good you want to be by Paul Arden. I mean I think what's really interesting about this specific. Um, uh, section that we're talking about do not seek praise seek criticism Mm -hmm. again i think it's so interesting about this idea of seeking criticism so he says um at one point if instead of seeking approval you ask what's wrong with it how can i make it better you are more likely to get a truthful critical answer Mm -hmm. and actually that's something i try to practice actually a bit more because Mm -hmm. if um again you know 
the work I do it's a lot about building relationships and you know with, with different communities and because um, you know I, I work as a community activist for Revolut and mm-hmm. Arts and this idea that if I come up with an idea to do something or I don't know some sort of workshop mm-hmm. or it's so important in the arts that once we've delivered something for us we're always constantly asking feedback right sometimes it can be problematic because you think yes. we've just had a lovely session now because it's funded we now need to collect all this information but actually that information is really important right. for me I really want to know <clears throat> did you enjoy the workshop Absolutely. and then also ask mm-hmm. what was it that you didn't enjoy what could right. have been better so do you think you know I mean, is it easy just to seek criticism? Do you think it's easy? Does it, is it something that comes natural to us? Mm-hmm. Living in a world where there's a lot of criticism, it's not easy. Mm. It's not easy to accept criticism mm. because you may, you know, if it's constructive criticism, you may see it as destructive criticism mm. because of the amount yeah. of criticism that is going on, going on around us. Mm. But again, as I mentioned, it depends on how we see it, how we perceive yeah. it and what are we doing about it. Mm. Now, as you mentioned with your workshop, you want to improve it and that's why you're asking, you know, yeah. how did how did you find it? You know, what you didn't like or, mm. you know, how could it be improved? A lot of people are doing that in order to improve the workshop next time so you don't yeah. have to do a repeat of your workshop <coughs> no, but you know no. how to improve it at the end of the day these are your customers and you're providing the the um the service mm. to them mm. so they know you know what mm. they want out of it you may think you know it's it should be designed in a certain way a lot of you know businesses are like that where they think that it should be designed in a certain way i'll give for example a closed business as an example mm. you may order the 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 clothes that you want mm. you know the the designs that you like but it's not necessarily you know it's um it's aimed at the specific customers you have Mm-hmm. So asking them, getting feedback from them helps you to cater for their needs and therefore it improves your service. Mm. Yeah, no, absolutely. That's true. No, it's a really good example to give, actually. I'd also add, yeah. actually, um, mm. an example for myself. You know, when I was a mm. student, I, um, as I mentioned, you know, I wanted to gain a specific grade. Mm. So in order to do that, I made sure that I found, you know, a good friend who can help me to get that far. So it's kind of like a mentor. We help each other out. Mm-hmm. So we would exchange our work and we'd ask each other to criticize it as much as possible because you know it's your own work you feel that you know you put a lot of effort to it it's great Mm -hmm. piece of work Mm -hmm. but when someone else reads it excuse me it may not make so much sense to them Mm -hmm. at the end of the day it's not you who's marking it it's someone else so getting a second opinion always Mm -hmm. helps you to improve it yeah no definitely and I think yeah I know it's good I think it's important to come back to this idea of how we perceive things it reminds me of a a course I did in um, NLP which is Neuro Linguistic Programming Mm -hmm. and actually a lot of that not a lot of it but there there was you know a certain amount of it where um, you know he was saying that actually when you if there's criticism or any difficulty that you come mm-hmm. across, you do need to first and foremost think about how you're perceiving it. Right. Because that in itself, so even though, I remember he gave one example and it was really, really obvious that the other person was in the wrong. Mm-hmm. You know, it was it, the example that he gave. Right. But he still said, no, but it's still important on how you perceive right. it. So if you just say to yourself that actually, I'm not going to take it that way. This is right. how I'm going to take it. This is how I'm going to respond. Absolutely. Um, I think, yeah, there's so much... Um, yeah. I mean, I think it's easier said than done. Yeah, it is. But it is. Yeah, yeah, but it's yeah, good to get right. these reminders, right? Yeah, because yeah, even exactly. for myself, you know, I make these videos, but it's a good yeah. reminder for myself yeah, yeah. because we should be in control of ourselves. We exactly, don't allow yeah. someone else to control us. Yeah. And once we take control, we know exactly what to do. Mm. So we need to condition ourselves. And it's not, it's, as I mentioned, you know, it's easier said than done, mm. but we can practice. You know, once we get a criticism, just take a step back, think about it. And slowly, slowly start to condition yourself that, okay, this is the way I should be responding rather mm. than responding in a negative way. Yeah. So it's better for you in the long term. Yeah, exactly. And again, I guess th- bringing it back to um, a kind of our own kind of traditions and, and heritage as well. I mean, we know even with the Prophet Wasallam that this idea of if not not yeah this of seeking praise or mm-hmm. being constant actually there's so much kind of destruction even in that mm-hmm. because it becomes um an act of the ego right and actually you know so even that i think is an, is a really good reminder because we get so used to sometimes in certain situations or certain platforms that we have mm. where you might be lavish with you know um praise for mm-hmm. you know doing whatever mm. what can we do then as I mean, obviously, just as human beings, be able to kind of control that side of it where we might be getting praised for something, but we almost need to kind of control that and say, mm-hmm. obviously, you don't want to tell somebody, don't marry me. Right. Obviously, you're not <laughs> going to say that or don't compliment yep. me. But so yes. how do you do, how can we deal with that in kind of more yep. of a spiritual way, I guess? Yep. Yeah. I, I guess it's first, 
you know, it's very important to understand why this person, you know, can be seeking praise because mm. it could be that a lot of people seek praise because they never had it, mm. you know, yeah. as children, you know. Mm. It could be that they never had praise from their parents, from mm. their peers. So they, they are seeking that praise. Yeah. So in that situation, you should give them that praise yeah. mm. to give them that self-confidence mm. and that, you know, to build their self-esteem until they're at the level where, you know, they are ready to receive criticism mm. because mm. the more criticism you provide, they may take it in a destructive way. Mm. So that's very important to understand and, yeah. you know, for us ourselves if we are so used to you know hearing praise and so on that's you know it has become our comfort zone but mm. then we need to realize that okay if we really want to improve ourselves mm. then we need to see or seek advice on how we can improve ourselves mm. so this is when we should be seeking okay criticisms like the example that I gave with my with my um, assignment it wasn't easy you know working in a 2,000 or 3,000 word assignment mm. and seeking criticism yeah. but you know allowing that space as well for criticism mm. so for example in terms of my assignment I would give an extra week for me to get that criticism and work on that mm. to improve it mm. so give yourself time to improve be ready to receive the criticism and improve on it yeah and I think self-improvement is always um the key so for any um new listeners at the moment we are discussing it's not how good you are it's how good you want to be um uh, by Paul Arden and this is the book club show um my name is Imrana and my special guest today is Jihad Morsi who is a counsellor and is currently working on a project called Stand Out um so this book that we are discussing today is full of little anecdotes and quotes which are just really really relevant relevant I think to just um everyday life and things that we can do in a positive proactive way I think of, of just um, um, just improving I guess in terms of self-development professional development um, and even personally as well um, so our next um, little um, chapter that we're going to talk about is called don't be afraid of silly ideas so this one says we all get mental blocks we need to get unblocked the way to get unblocked is to lose our inhibitions and stop worrying about being right the comedian john cleese puts it rather more eloquently high creativity is responding to situations without critical thought if you are in deadlock here if you are in deadlock, here are a couple of tricks you might try. Number one, do the opposite of what the solution requires. Number two, look out of the window and whatever catches your eye, a bird, a television, aerial, an old man on crutches or whatever, make that the solution to your problem. Maybe the next spread will help you with your illogic. So that's an interesting one. So don't be afraid of silly ideas. What do you think, Jihad? Yes, that could be linked a little bit back to what we just discussed earlier about the criticism. We mm. could feel that, you know, our, you know, certain ideas are silly because of the criticism we've been receiving. Mm. But then again, it's very important for us to decide how we or, or what we're going to do about that criticism. Do we take it that, you know, it's it's there to attack us and, you know, let it affect us, mm. um, which will allow it, which will, enable us or it will stop us from you know exploring opportunities or being creative as mm. the author mentioned mm. so um, it's about you know exploring that mm. deciding for us or breaking it down into for example um, if you think an idea is silly search for an evidence mm. why do you think it is it could be the criticism and then work on the criticism mm. so if there is evidence that it is silly improve mm. it yeah but if there is no evidence then focus on the positives of the idea because mm. we're so focused on the negatives of it that we think it's a silly idea but once we focus on the positives mm. it becomes you know yeah. becomes something great and become more creative about it yeah that's right and again you know it's mm. good because see I can see even just talking to you here mm -hmm. that you even <laughs> you've able to switch it which mm -hmm. is really interesting because mm -hmm. I hadn't even started thinking about the fact that a silly idea isn't necessarily silly, right? right? Absolutely, because, right. It's, it's in our how minds. You, yeah, exactly. Right. It's come back to the mm -hmm. the mindset, and and I think again when it comes to uh, the, some of the work that I'm doing, I mean the first thing that it reminds me of is. Um, sometimes when I run creative writing workshops mm -hmm. um, it's an idea that actually is from a book called The Artist's Way right. um, by Julia oh my gosh I've forgotten the name <laughs> but it's called The Artist's Way anyway mm -hmm. and she recommends in there this exercise that, to do um, free writing right. and the idea is I mean she suggests to do at least kind of three, she calls it morning pages that you right. first thing is you should wake up just write three pages you should start with I am writing mm -hmm. and just write whatever comes to your mind if you get stuck just write I'm writing I'm writing mm -hmm. and um, the idea is because you know he talks about in this book uh, we all get mental blocks it's right. about unblocking yourself Absolutely. because we get so used to um inhibiting ourselves actually because right. and it comes back to the discussion we've already had that we want everything to be perfect absolutely so as soon as we have an idea like I do this a mm -hmm. lot I won't start writing anything down right. until I feel like it's really 
been formulated properly, in, mm-hmm. which is which is a silly idea in itself because yeah. actually no one's <laughs> going to read what I'm writing. It's just my rough right. ideas, right? right? But it is, and uh, I remember working with a uh, a producer um, recently. His, his name's um, Matthew Jones, and mm-hmm. very experienced producer, and, and he used the term kind of brain dump. You know, like mm-hmm. they just put it all, they just write it all down, mm-hmm. and you can kind of unpick it later. You know, right? Absolutely. Um, but yeah, so I think. Yeah, Absolutely. you're right. This idea yep. of, of um, and then okay. So then when he says, so he's given kind of two tips. Mm-hmm. Your trick, tri- tricks, he's called them. Right. Um, so if you're in a deadlock, do the opposite of what the solution requires. What right. on earth does that mean? Like, right. How would that even work? Yeah. So because you're so focused in your comfort zone, yeah, you don't see anything different. So uh, okay. get yourself out of your comfort zone. Do the opposite. And then you slowly start to condition yourself that you can get yourself out of comfort zone. And then you become okay. more creative about it. You distract yourself, mm. like, you know, as you said, look out of the window, look for mm. you and use this as your solution. Because you're having that as a, as a distractor, because we're so focused on how perfect we want to be. Mm. Or, you know, the idea is not great, so we don't really focus on improving it. Mm. So use a distractor. And that could be just not just for silly ideas, anything in general. You know, yeah. I advise people as well in terms of if they are very emotional and they may react in a negative way use mm. a distractor you know mm. do something different even in islam you know yes. if you're standing yeah. up you sit down or you mm. go make wudu and so on mm. so use a distractor to kind of um get yourself out of that that emotional moment or that comfort mm. and then you start to become more creative about it yeah yeah that's so yeah that's really interesting mm. almost and i like the you know the distractor but i think mm. depending on what situation you are almost like right. a diffuser as well you yes. know <laughs> if you're in lack of confrontation <laughs> Absolutely. Or, or something yeah no you're right and yeah. it actually comes back to you know what you said even you know for example um a moments of anger obviously mm-hmm. the has given us steps of you know whether absolutely. it's drinking water or whatever it might be absolutely and actually the fact that even yeah even in our kind of tradition in, in islamic heritage we, we have all of these kinds of little tips and, and i think you know this idea of even looking out the window gosh you know it's yes. quite beautiful because actually we know that you know um the quran and, and everything around us the 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 signs from allah right so absolutely. in any situation yes. i think you literally probably could look out the window and allah right. would probably right. you know guide you somehow and i think right. there's so much um kind of beauty mm-hmm. um in that so I would also add to that yeah. sorry to cut you off there I'd also add to that alhamdulillah we're blessed with having the religion yeah. and there's so much that we can do in the religion that mm. can help us even more just you know with those um, besides those strategies mm. because at the end of the day you know we are created in the dunya so we use yeah. the strategies and, and you know as you use Islam as well there's the reading of the Quran that's mm. our guidance mm. there's the dhikr that you can do so yeah. not only using as a distractor but you benefiting yourself mm. Islamically and Allah shows you the way the mm. more you turn you return to the religion Allah will guardian will show you the way making mm. dua asking Allah to guide you yeah. so these are all helpful tips that can help us as uh, you know us as Muslims we are blessed with having the religion alhamdulillah yeah no absolutely and it, that probably kind of nicely ties off actually the the show so we were discussing today it's not how good you are it's how good you want to be by Paul Arden um, my special guest was uh, Jihad Mursi who is a counsellor and currently working on a project called Stand Out so I hope you've taken um, a lot of benefit from the show today um, so we'd love to hear from you if you have any comments or suggestions please you know contact Inspire FM and I will do my best that I can do um, to see um, if we can bring it to fruition um, so if you want to get in touch with um, Jihad, then I'm just going to ask her to um, any social media kind of um, mm-hmm. info that you, they can get in touch with you. Right. Yes. So I'm on Instagram uh, and Facebook. So um, I'm there with the name standout.g.m. I'm also on uh, YouTube. So I have a YouTube channel, but all the links are on my Instagram. So if they can check my Instagram account, all the links are there. Um, anyone is free to ask me any questions. They're more than welcome. If it's related to the topics we just discussed today or any other topics, I'm more than happy to help. Fantastic. And um, that is Jihad Mursi. And I will see you in a couple of weeks. Assalamu alaikum. Thank you for listening to our podcast. Why not tune in to our live stream at inspirefm.org and follow and subscribe to our social media platforms at inspirefmluton.org.